As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the church in its wisdom has been able to appoint particular readings from the gospel on certain Sundays that make sense in terms of the progression of the feast days and how we understand what is happening with regard to the Passion, Resurrection, Ascension, and, uh, and the Pentecost. And this Sunday, we have this Gospel reading from the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. And we have this particular reading because we remember the hierarchs, those who attended the first ecumenical council in Nicaea, the 318 hierarchs who were there. And the reason why we have this particular Gospel lesson is because for those of us who have been attending the Bible study according to St. John, we understand that the Gospel of St. John is quite different from the other Gospels. The Gospels of Saints Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have a very similar story. The timelines are a little bit different in both. Matthew and Luke start with the birth of Christ. Mark starts basically from the baptism. But nonetheless, the main stories of the ministry of Christ are pretty much the same throughout the synoptics. There are a few differences, but for the most part, they're the same. But in the Gospel according to St. John, it's much different. In the Gospel according to St. John, St. John is really giving us a lot of theology. He's giving us a better understanding of who Jesus Christ is and what he expects of us. And he gives us more insight into why Jesus did the things that he did, and why he came here and took on flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. And this gospel lesson speaks to those sorts of things. Because in this gospel lesson, the one that is meant to be on this Sunday in which we commemorate the hierarchs of the First Ecumenical Council, it speaks of great theology. It talks about how Jesus Christ and God the Father are one. It speaks about why God sent Jesus to earth to be born of a human being. It speaks to us why Jesus has done all the things that he did. And most importantly, it tells us that Christ guarded those whom he kept, except for one, so that the scripture might be fulfilled, it's not that he didn't try to guard him, it's that Judas went off on his own and followed his own will instead of the will of, of the Father. But that he did end up guarding all of us so that we could all know what eternal life is. And that eternal life is being in the presence of God the Father and the one whom he sent, Jesus Christ. So because we are honoring the fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, this is the reason why the church put this gospel lesson at this time. I just wanted to focus on one portion of it. There's so much we could talk about, of course, in any of the gospel lessons, as I always say. But this idea that he guarded us is crucial for us to always remember. He guarded the disciples, and yet the disciples were not free from the dangers that were in the world. And this seems to be a great problem for us sometimes when we think about this. Jesus tells the Father in front of the disciples, because that prayer that Jesus gives is in front of the disciples. And 
he allows them, he, he makes them understand that he has guarded them. Indeed, he did. And yet, those disciples have to face challenges. They have to face tribulation. They have to face oppression. And all of them, except for one, lose their lives as martyrs. And even John witnessed to the faith. He suffered because of his faith. But he guarded them in this sense. He guarded them in that he gave them an understanding of what it means to be faithful in God. He gave them an understanding of what it means to rely on him so that we could have eternal life, which is the important thing for us to remember. But the important thing is not as much the life on this earth. That's the second most important thing. But the most important thing is that we have our faith in him so that we can live forever with him in the heavenly kingdom. That's what the reason is for why, for why, that's the reason why he came for us, so that we could be with him in heaven. So that even though we might be faced with challenges and tribulations and all these other things, no matter what happens with regard to these earthly things, we are his. We can look at these words that he says, they are not of the world. They are not of the world because the world cannot keep them imprisoned here. He has their hearts. He has their minds. He has their souls. And he's going to guard them and keep them forever with him. And that's something we have to remember. Because in these times that try us at various levels, we have to remember the important thing is to keep in mind that our faith is in Christ who's expecting us to live with him in his heavenly kingdom. So these are the things we need to keep in mind. And not to let fear rule us. Not to let fear dictate the paths down which we should walk. The path that we should walk is the one that is straight ahead. The one that points to Christ. The one that leads us to his heavenly kingdom. All other paths will take us astray. And fear will lead us astray as well. Because when we see something ahead of us that we know is going to be a challenge and something that's going to be difficult, fear will make us move to the side. But with faith in Christ, we'll keep pushing forward and move straight through any obstacle and any, and any, and any challenge that comes before us. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, as we continue in this season where we've just had the ascension and next week we'll celebrate Pentecost, please keep in mind not to have fear guiding our lives and not to stray from that path that is straight and leads us directly to the heavenly kingdom, which is faith in Christ. Amen.